It is a Tuesday edition, Jack Michaels Show, Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen on a uh, Tuesday. We're working our way through a a week that is pretty full. We had some high school volleyball last night, got the same tonight, Minnesota football tomorrow, little North Dakota football on Thursday, and then as we get into the weekend, just from a an aspect from 740 The Fan and our properties, pretty busy. The, uh, the uh, Wolves are in action tomorrow night on KFGO. College football, four hockey. My goodness gracious. And here's the key. Don't chase hamburger helper with a fruity drink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Write that down. Poor Derek and Brad. They those, are, uh, those are uh, life lessons learned for you right life, there. Life Real lessons. Real tomato ketchup, Eddie? A real Does it just fine by itself? I uh, Is it wrong to give out hamburger helper on Halloween? Uh, yes. Okay. That's a resounding yes. Yeah. But as much candy as you buy, you are the candy the man. Snack Michaels. Yeah. I mean, you are the, the guy <laughs> at the seventh inning stretch and all that. I mean, I think Halloween would be right up your alley to hand out candy. The uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I was just over at uh, next door. We are by the uh, the CVS. So I was back. To, I was getting a, yeah. a little card for mom. You know, coming up on her birthday and and, and doing all that. And now over there, they have the thirty dollar bag. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollar satchel <laughs> of wow. assorted candy. When's Marge's birthday? It's uh, the twenty first. So it, what is it today? Okay, yeah. it's, it's Betty's birthday today. Is it Betty's birthday happy today? Birthday, happy how birthday, about, mom. How about the Derek Winger's mom's? Uh, she, she had it on the 21st of September. So. Not bad. Yeah, uh, see? Some fall birthdays rolling yeah, so Happy birthday. I will already text her, but happy birthday, mom. Excellent. I hope dad is uh, doing something nice. For yeah, you. what do you do for the uh, the birthday, or is it just uh, casual? I imagine it's probably pretty loose. Probably some shrimp scampi in an early night, maybe some Johnny Carson later. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know that. <laughs> I, I I text it. And I don't I have to check my uh, my messages. I, I text our good buddy uh, Mark Johnson, the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, because after the Denver debacle, well, I don't even know if it's a debacle. I mean, it, the offense is is really tough to watch, and it's not like the Chargers were really you know <laughs> you know firing off on all offensive cylinders either. Defenses made play last night. Made plays last night, and I'm thinking about this. Thank goodness the state of Colorado is one of the most beautiful, wouldn't you agree, one of the most beautiful states we have. Got to be. Period. Uh, Mountains and and weather and skiing, all of it. It is just absolutely gorgeous because uh, I know the Buffs got to win against Cal, but they're not exactly where they want to be. Colorado State certainly isn't where it wants to be. Um, Rockies didn't uh, make too much noise in the baseball season. And now the Denver Broncos that have – they didn't salvage everything – but they put a lot out there to get yeah, Russell Wilson. They did. And he comes over. Derek, how do you fix? Maybe that should be our question. How do you fix the Denver Broncos football team? I would get them some wide receivers. And you know, Russell kind of has the same problem that Carson Wentz has. Not a lot of weapons that you're looking at right now. I mean, not a lot of big-time people that are on the outside for you are, are going to gash the defense. That You know what I'm getting at? I mean, yeah. you still need to have those guys to help you out. He doesn't have a Cooper Cup right now. He doesn't have a Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and that that's that a good tend point. To matters. I mean, I mean, we, we there's a certain individual right now that's in the Dairyland that's frustrated because yeah, he wanted more money, and then they got oh. rid of his main guy, and they're both missing each other. Well, right? and you think the fact that Rand- like Eddie Guardado going the Mariners, looking at the Walt window and wishing you never left the Twins. <laughs> right, Remember that right. thing on the right, right. Star Tribune? Yeah, like, a, like a dog that's going yeah. to a new house. And like, I kind of liked my other home. 
Uh, not going to help Green Bay either with Randall Cobb out multiple weeks with an ankle injury. So now if you think life is great at Green Bay, now Aaron's going to be without Randall Cobb, who is one guy. He and Lazard obviously are, are good, but Cobb seems to be his default go-to every time I need him. And now he is going to be out, um, not lost for the season, but uh, didn't see a week or weeks on this, but he's out for multiple weeks. Yeah. Green Bay done, good. Derek? Brad? No, I'm not going to rule them. Because uh, of 12? No. I won't go there yet. You know, they, they, they just got the last Halloween movie out. He, the, he seems to be like the Michael Myers. of you know, this, Just when you think they're done, then they're not. So I'm not going to. Jamie Lee Curtis looks in the mirror, yeah, and there's just, Aaron Rodgers. You know, right. they, if they get their running game going again, the, defensively, they're I think they're they're okay. I mean, they're not, right. you know. So, I mean, they, they just might have to win a bunch of games 20 to 10 or 20 to 13, and they certainly – I think are capable of doing that. Uh, Brad brings up the great point. They are not use, utilizing their run. I think you get so happy because no, you have number 12, and they right. got a couple guys who can run the ball. If they would have kept running the ball against the Vikings, I think they win that game. Yeah, they can pound it. Yeah, there's no question they can I just pound go it. back. I, mean, you know, I was driving through Wisconsin listening to that game from the Bears, and it wasn't like Rodgers was throwing the ball over the place. It was kind of their, it was their ground attack that just did enough to win that game against the Bears. The uh, I don't know about the Broncos and and Russell Wilson. What is he? Thirty one, thirty two, maybe early thirties. Yeah, well, he's older than that. I think he's he's uh, he's got to be thirty four, and they gave him what three years. I mean, that's a risky deal. Going thirty four in November. Yeah. Here's what, and that obviously in the grand scheme of life is prime. I mean, that's 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 perfect. But in the grand scheme of football, it is sad to watch Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, him roll too. out. Roll out and 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 not not be the guy that he right. was in Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. They uh they got they may have sold a lemon. You know, they were like the used car salesman. They may have sold a lemon there. They may, maybe saw it coming, and uh, the frustration was going on. They're ready to move on and to have the the success they're having right now with Geno Smith is shocking. I mean, that is that talk about a comeback player of the year. As he locked that up already, unless right. the Seattle falls in their face, which they could. That is amazing. Well, look at the stories emerging right now. You know, the Vikings obviously at 5-1. and one. Uh, The East is no longer the least. They're now back to the beast with the teams in the NFC East. But we thought in the AFC, specifically possibly the West, that was going to have this, uh, you know, flex muscle do it. It's kind of a parody of itself yeah. in, in that division. And then the New York Jets and the New York Giants are the, are the absolute story. And the Vikings, Vikings are 5-1 and one and not sliding under the radar. But just going about their business, it seems like Correct. to me, right? Yep, that sound right? Yeah, well, it's just—I mean, it's it's a it's a crazy business, you know. It's kind of like, you know, trying to run from food truck festival to food truck festival if you want one of those. I mean, that's the type of business <laughs> they're running, hoping to get by. But they're getting by, and they're five and one. I mean, it's just the total opposite of last year, where they found ways to lose those games, and they're finding ways to win it, and hopefully they can clean it up. The Arizona game is going to be an interesting watch here coming up. But, you know, oh. they go and get Robbie Anderson. They're kind of desperate for right. some weapons on the outside. They're going to have that toxic individual come into their clubhouse now. And so this is a pretty pivotal week. And let's go Tyler Heineke, right? I mean, a guy who I like. He's pretty gritty. Uh, he almost beat the Packers last year. Stepping in for Carson uh-huh. up against Green Bay coming up. Correct. I don't want your vomit stories. But the text club is open at 35270. Follow me on this, Derek. I promise you'll keep okay. it clean. I know it is lunchtime. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I don't want vomit stories or, or even, you know, bones sticking out kind of story. Well, I guess if it, if, if it applies. So Dustin Hopkins last night 
And if you heard his post game show, he's the kicker for the the Chargers. Seems like a really upstanding guy. He was at least the Salters grabbed him for the post game, and I don't think uh, West. I don't think Kevin and those guys did. Maybe they did. So on his on an extra point early in the game, he said in the post game show, "quote I heard something pop." Now, when you hear something pop in your kicking leg, that can be a good thing. No, <laughs> right? Doesn't That's usually go not good. Right. So my question today, because that then then proceeded to hit not one, not two, not three, but four field goals, including the game winner, which in each time he swung his leg, he went down to a knee because he's trying to, you know, he favors the pain that he's feeling and has popped whatever it is. And I haven't followed up on to see what it is today. So my question is this. And I saw Brock Jensen. Brock and I always talk about this every time. I think it was a Georgia Southern game. Like Brock, I bring it up with Brock and say, Brock, you know, you you went in halftime and vomited, sick with the flu, and came back and just continued to put up oh, yeah. numbers in a game. Willis Reed, Mickey Mantle had a broken wrist. What comes to mind? Jordan. And Jordan. For those, of you, yeah, that there you the go. Flu game, yeah. What comes to mind for you on the text club? When we talk about playing hurt or probably shouldn't even have been in the game, whether it be in your a high school player, a collegiate player that we're not aware of, certainly we're aware of the majors, you know, Willis Reed, Michael Jordan, all of this, Mickey Mantle. But I'm curious if you have something in your in, in your history that, that we don't know about. Brad I and Derek have seen a lot of a lot of sporting events. And I, I was going I, I was trying to think in my high school days. A big Charlie Eater, six foot four, went on a Jamestown uh, dear friend. In practice in a week, he's right-handed, jumped off left foot, six four two forty. They stepped on his ankle in practice. Someone did one of our other posts, and severely sprained his left ankle. In two days, <laughs> learned to jump off his right foot and use his left hand. And threw down a dunk with his left hand against mine and high that I to this that was how many years ago and I'm still impressed to this day. So I'm gonna answer my own question on three five two seven oh. I'm gonna go with Big Chuck Eater, who taught himself to jump off his right foot, dunk with his left hand after having a severely sprained ankle. There you go. I'm um uh, I'm gonna vote for a game and I'm trying to look it up here. Um I think Emmett Smith separated his shoulder in nineteen ninety three against the Giants. And he played through it, and he still was able to. You had a separated shoulder, shoulder, and he they he stayed in the game, and he still carried the Cowboys to a victory over the Giants. Okay, there you go. That that was one of the, and I'm not one as you know, I was going to pull for the Cowboys nope, very often. Nope. But I gave a big salute to Emmett Smith on that day because that was that's a great call. And I know, and I'm for local, regional, or pro. Ronnie Lott didn't he sever a finger? Yeah, they, Jack a, Youngblood played on a broken leg years ago. Broken yeah. leg. So it, it's yeah. our tribute to Dustin Hopkins, what he I did recall, last night. Derek, correct me if I'm wrong. It was one of the years the Twins won the division. Brad Radke pitched like, I think he threw like a shutout or something, and he was sicker than a dog. I remember yeah, reading I, about I that. Think I think right. he would basically, like Koski or Tory or one of those guys basically said he'd pitch a half inning, he'd go in the bathroom, throw up, and come back and yeah. pitch. Just got a text in. Robbie Lopez. Robbie, love you, man. Our, 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 how did I forget about this? 
John Silviano, Brad, Sil- you, you, I, I was you there. there. I was there. In Milwaukee, breaks his leg. Running the bases. Stays in the game. Well, or actually chasing a fly ball and then right. he aggravated. Stayed in the, the game, trying to beat out an infield single, running first to third. Oh, on my a heavens. John Silviano, by all means. Sure. Yeah. That, that, that that's fits. right here in 2022, right? Oh, that's a great call. Uh, caller says, or texter says, Tiger Woods. With the uh, with the knee post, uh, yeah. Or, or I guess oh yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Back and knee, I guess. Oh yeah, limp couldn't even get up. Uh, you know, painful to get up hills, right? We had to kind of. All right, so there's your text up three five two seven zero. It's our tribute. <laughs> Robbie says I'm texting from a cornfield. Oh, had a boy. Right, we take our text you anyway. Like, a, like a, uh, got those guys in the trucks and tractors combines. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned we'll go to the phone lines here at 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Travis Hafner is joining us today. What an apropos guest. Played for Cleveland. Yeah. Played for the Yankees. Played for Texas, but those two, and they're going this afternoon. Let's go to the phone line here and uh, see what we got. Good afternoon. This is Rob. Rob, how you doing, Rob? Hey, buddy. How are you? Doing well. What's up? Did did, it, did anything spark your 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 mind today on that that text club question, or is it something else? Oh, nineteen sixty seven. Roberto Clemente hit a line drive off Bob Gibson's leg, and he finished out the inning before he realized he had a broken leg. Oh wow, Bob Gibson, Bob Gibson, and Roberto Clemente, and a couple of great ones there. Oh, two of the the best best. And so coincidental that Robbie Lopez just texted me, and his son is named Clemente after Robbie Clemente. It's a very Poignant call over here. More used to say, Rob, if if you dug in against Bob Gibson, he would stare you down for the mound and say, "You just better keep digging." <laughs> One of my best stories about him was after he was retired, he was pitching uh, pitching the guys in spring training, and a young guy took him deep and then trotted around the bases. Gibson just glared at him. Next pitch, pitch was right in his ear. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Those were the days where that wasn't frowned upon, but expected. That's true. Right? Yeah. And I get you it. Right or wrong. You, yeah. don't, you don't show up a pitcher like Gibson. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. If you dig in, keep digging. I mean, that that's uh, – and, you know, we'll, obviously we got good pitchers now, but right. I love stories from that era. Love sto- baseball stories from that era, especially the, the, the 60s. Now, today we'll have uh, – Yankees flipped their starter today. Cortez, I believe, is going uh, – is that right? Uh, and Savalier uh, going for uh, Cleveland today. So we'll I suppose he had an extra day. And yeah. Cortez. Thanks, pitched. Rob, for the call. Yeah, Cortez pitched. Uh, was it Friday? So right. We'll talk uh, talk about that. I mean, there had to have been like a finger, you know, dislocated state of the game. Another texter says Kurt Schilling. Oh, bloody sock! The bloody sock thing. I don't think he was like ailing. He was just bleeding. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I that one does. I mean, that was a good story and all, but I don't know if that's well, visually, visually, it looked. Horrendous. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, it Did wasn't qu- the- quite like Scott Studwell after you know AstroTurf burns. You know. <laughs> Did you see the two wrestlers? <laughs> Did you see the two wrestlers that uh, were attacked by a bear? Like, uh, no. This weekend, they're attacked I just by saw a bear. Popped up. Two wrestlers from I think someplace in Wyoming. Is that right? I don't know why that just came to my mind, but I saw it like on a news break uh, thing going on. That's it, Derek. You're a wrestler. Uh, every wrestler, I'm a wrestling I mean, fan. I, I I quit that a long yeah, well, that's before. That's right. You. I saw though your Bosworth I, I, high school football photo. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, it, it may have looked good, but I wasn't very good. So I think I now it comes to mind. I don't know if it was uh, uh, NDSU versus UND in wrestling, circa eighty. Mm, well, there's mm, some good duels. Those two. Pat Johannes, oh. 
You remember that name? North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Mellon, who's from my hometown of Williston, wrestled for UND. Yep. And I don't know if, if it was Johannes that was injured or Mellon that was injured, but it was a leg injury. And uh, it was just a, an absolute grudge oh, match gross. where I don't think either really had all their 100% health. And, and giving it out. There's probably a million wrestling stories where someone wrestled that wasn't a movie, you know, or like, like Danny LaRusso and Karate Kid that had to, you know, do the flying swan or whatever. The most I've seen is, you know, that a kid gets slammed and knocked out cold, and that's that's always scary too. So, Oh, time out. And not that, not that anyone's is less than, than the other. Uh, Tommy D says, uh, well, Kirk Gibson's probably the top of this. Yeah, list. that's up there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Because so, it's either a home run or a or right. he, uh, he's dribbling to first and, and just he walks to first and that's about all he can just do. Just some of the swings yeah. he had in that yeah. at bat were so brutal. Talking a bit, uh, Jeff, uh, he said, with all due respect, and I'm a massive Kirk Gibson fan and was in camp with him when in the Dodgers in in '88. Um, but Jeff said, I don't think I'm throwing that slider. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I know that's what that cat. He goes, I don't know if I'm putting that there because the Dodgers were waiting for that. That that was their scout. That was in the scouting report. Three that two backdoor slider. Um, so again, there you go. Whether it be a professional major, but to honor Dustin Hopkins, who heard something pop, and he went on to not only kick four field goals but the game winner. That's my uh, text club question vote, for today. Vote for Roy Hobbs come in yet? Or <laughs> that's no. kind of where the bloody sock came in with the bloody. You yeah. know, Jersey. That, that. Uh, there's another text. Three five two seven zero is the text club. Well, let's see if this is this is it it clean enough. <laughs> oh, I've got, well, I've got to look. It says Brett Favre on a broken ankle through five TD passes against the Bears. I don't remember that. I don't remember that, but I do remember him when his father passed. His father passed yeah, against he, the Raiders. I think it was what 2007 or whatever, and he had the broken thumb and played through it the whole season, wasn't it? Something like that. His last year with the Packers, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, sit down. I know you got the consecutive play record, but there's a young kid behind you that can probably take the reins. Here. How fast does Ray Nitschke get taken out of the game with frostbite, by the way, in today's football? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> I think about that a lot. When that, right? In 2010, when the Philadelphia Vikings game got moved to a Tuesday night, you remember that because it was snowing so hard on a Sunday? And I really Ooh, thought to Joe, myself. That was the Joe Webb game. Yeah. And like athlete. Joe Webb, we thought he might be the next, you know what? A universal kind of athlete. But does that yeah. game get canceled in the 70s? I don't think it does. I mean, or even early 80s. I mean, it gets postponed, I That's should say. True. I was looking here, November of 95. Um, yeah, he threw five touchdown passes. They beat the Bears 35 28. And he had to leave. They played the Vikings, looked like the week before. A severely sprained ankle. He returned the next week, led the Packers to a 35-28 win over the Bears. Up against the... 95. Okay, to to piggyback this, I know we're up against the break. We'll come back and then Travis after a little bit later on in the show uh, because there was a gentleman at North Dakota State that, that entered the transfer portal. Interesting choice. Yes. We'll talk about that coming up here in a second. To piggyback our real-life names that are coming in on our text club at 35270 on... Athletes, whether that be high school kid you, you grew up with, maybe it was you yourself or a college or pro. With Rocky Balboa, let's go to the movies now. With Rocky, and you yeah. mentioned Roy Hobbs, with Rocky's got to be the top, but your top five characters, male or female, in a movie that would fit this question. That would come back? That played through injury, you know, in a movie. 
Harris. That's not a superhero that, you know, <laughs> right. everything. That's not a superhero. That, yeah, that's like, like the Wolverine, he got stabbed right. a bunch of times. Yeah, but he, Not a guy that can, like, pull a switchblade right. out of his middle finger, you know. Deadpool wouldn't count getting cut no. in half or something. No. I mean, I guess Harris got taken out, so he didn't yeah. play with the, the, the sore arm because they brought in Ricky Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luke Rocky. Skywalker getting his hand cut off and, you know, coming back to fight his father Again, is pretty. you're borderline. <laughs> <laughs> you're really touching a borderline. I don't want any Jedi or Strikes Back or, you know, Will and Holly in the Land like, of the Lost. That was like the first Star Wars. They're in the cantina and, you know, somebody gets their arm cut off and they just start playing the cantina music again. <laughs> Oh, it's, time out. Another one coming in. That a boy, my man, Uke. Uke driving into. So your top five movie, you know, played with pains, too, that is not revolving something in the galaxy. No. Far, far away. Far, a far, long time away, ago. far away. Okay. Byron Leftwich, yeah. Marshall quarterback. Oh, yeah, that's a, right. That's yeah. a great We got a get. text on that, too. It says Byron Leftwich in college at Marshall. That's, that's a, a good one. I mean, Rocky got his eye cut open. I... I I d- didn't uh, John Randall play in the NFC Championship pretty much with his knee torn? I mean, he would have played in the Super Bowl in 98, 99. I, I mean, I think he was. Didn't yeah, because he got hurt late in the game against Arizona t- the week before. It was Tennessee. Right? The, the oh, it was, t- oh, it was Tennessee even Oilers. Then. Oh, the last regular season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought, it, I where thinking, he shouldn't have been in the game because they were up by like 35 at I was, the time. I thought, right, I thought if I remember right, it was the first playoff game, but it went back that far. Okay. Yeah. No, he shouldn't have been playing, and he he limped his way through the Arizona game because they didn't need him that much because Jake Plummer was not beating the Vikings on that day, and so yeah, but he he got it through it. So Roy Hobbs was hurt, right? He was hurt. I don't know what it was. Well, he had that gunshot, you know, and I don't think they ever took the bullet out, did they? So that's that's something that's up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not gonna write off Danny Larusso. No, I mean you can't. And Mr. Miyagi can fix you though. So I mean, <laughs> so, Roy Hobbs didn't have Mr. Miyagi. We're gonna so. marry the top five versus the top movie uh-huh. five. We'll do that. Uh, I mean, he swept the leg. That wasn't very nice. Swept the leg yeah. is illegal. It's you can't do that. Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, Sproles enters the portal. Is that any more ridiculous than me bringing up Luke Skywalker? I mean, really, for thinking about no. it. I mean, I'm just shocked that he was able to get into the tournament without having a, a proper club. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even with the uh, Miyagi Gosh Miyagi Dojo. Dojo. <laughs> I haven't yet to watch the final season of Cobra Kai yet, but uh, have you got into that? Or? I almost started watching it and I said, I don't know, I don't want to invest in this now. Everybody obviously locked in on Dahmer, you know, now on Netflix. Yeah, see, I'm not gonna watch that. Yeah, that's 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 weirdly creepy, but also kind of addicting if you're into some of that behind the, the scenes can, stuff. Can, yeah, yeah, true just, crime. I don't know. Cannibalism just is, doesn't interest me. I don't no, know what it not is. Not at all. Yeah, that's odd. That's that's uh that's uh, I told Don that out there. Uh, that guy was uh, a little different. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> and there is the understatement of the, <laughs> the day year. on the Jack Michael uh, show. Yeah. Quick Jeffrey time. Dahmer, a little different. <laughs> Quick timeout. <laughs> Quick timeout. Must be able to cough sure if I drank this morning. Uh, quick timeout. What happens when you leave in the middle of a season? Does it do anything to your team? And a lot of great FCS matchups this week. Bison are are, are idle, but there are a lot of good ones. Uh, we'll hear, I think, later on this week from uh, Sam Herter. will join us a little bit later on this week to break down some of that. Quick timeout. We're coming up uh, around the corner. Travis Hafner yet to come today. Kind of breaking down Cleveland, New York. We'll get Travis's thoughts on Aaron Judge. And I'll bring this up with Travis. 62 home runs, carried the team on his back, is the New York Yankees, all of that, and then got booed because he got into a little mini slump by New York Yankee fans. Do you know if your pride stuck in the way, how quick you'd say booed, huh? I guess I'll go take my 
you know, I'll go take my wares inside back in California, you know, that kind of thing. I'm going to ask Travis about that, about contracts and, and negotiating and all of that. Quick time out back with more. It's a Tuesday, different kind of Tuesday and 740 The Fan. Honoring Dustin Hopkins today. Raise your hand. How many people knew Dustin Hopkins before he kicked himself into Monday night fame? I, I Unless you had him on your fantasy team, uh, you probably weren't too familiar. Seems like a good guy. Yeah, it, um, that was an interesting game for many different reasons because the Chargers looked like they could be really good, but yet they're just not. <laughs> I mean, they, they do. They, 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 they're kind of a, uh, in, that that quarter. Herbert's he's he's a great. Oh, he's fun to watch. He, he is. He, we got fun some young watch. quarterbacks because Josh Allen's like my favorite player that doesn't wear purple right now. I mean, he yeah. is amazing. Well, Herbert's pass there to get him about nine yards or seven yards closer on that kick. That one, he was up against pressure. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He had, he's he's a dude. So the, so the Chargers have something there. The two L.A. teams, we know all about them with the Super Bowl champions. But uh, it is weird. I never really thought this before, you know, because they try to you know mix and match all the time. There is something about Monday Night Football that feels bigger with Aikman and Buck doing it, doesn't it? Yeah. I, and I never would think that before. Obviously, when I drive home late and I hear Harlan, that's a different animal. Because right. Harlan and the radio is just a beautiful it's, it's marriage. made in heaven. But uh, – it, it, it's just weird. I know a lot of people like the Manning cast. I kind of like the troop, but I think this is the first time I really felt that. Because when they put Matt into Monday Night Football, there, you know, and they were struggling with ratings going up against the WCW, WWE right. wars all those times, I got what they're trying to do. And then they did the gimmicky things with Dennis Miller and Tony Kornheiser. But this just feels different. And it's good. For, and I like it. And him. you like it. Yeah, and I like the interaction with with SVP. I think Aikman is so good. And he's. he's Top notch. I mean, he's. I think he's one of the best analysts we've ever heard or seen because he's just he gets it. He's very unbiased, even when he's doing a Cowboys right. game, mainly because Jerry Jones annoys him right now with his general manager duties. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's. I. I just like what he brings to the table. No, I. I like that. The FCS this weekend, uh, among other things, among North Dakota and South Dakota State playing Saturday at the Alaris Center at three. How about this one, fellas? You got Hornet Stadium out in Sacramento, uh, number seven, Montana. Number two, Sac State. That's good. Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman. Number five, Weber. Number three, Montana nice. State. You got three, five, two, seven. Just to just name a few. And how about this? At Finley Stadium in Chattanooga, Tennessee. 11, Mercer. 10, Chattanooga. Chattanooga is a beautiful city. I go there just to watch that and be a part of it. That's, right? That's one of the more underrated, beautiful cities in the country. I mean, there's, there's, there, this is a really, uh, uh, got a few good ones here. You know, Campbell. Even though they're on the road in Jackson to take on Jackson State, who's ranked nine, Campbell decent club. So we'll we'll see if if they can pull off an upset. Is it Tennessee road. Martin taking on the Volunteers? And they've too? got the Vols with one goalpost. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. <laughs> unless they've, unless they've, I mean, that is. Gonna, got one in storage somewhere. You know, it's it's one of those things. I don't think they're going to knock off the Vols, but if you're going to catch a team sleeping this after be, the biggest win right. they've had in 15 years, that's right. the time to do it and. You know, it's unlikely, in my opinion, with the athletes that you saw on the field with Tennessee, but you can catch them napping after that one because I'm sure everyone think, thinks it's going to be a blowout. Tennessee Martin ranked 18th in the FCS, and, of course, the Vols at, at number three in the FBS. So it's going to be interesting. Illinois State coming to Fargo here in a couple of weeks. NDSU has to sit on this tough loss at home, and then they have this off-the-field news with Phoenix Sproles. This is not an ideal situation right now. When you have a lot of people, and I, I'll come out and say it, 
NDSU fans are a little spoiled. I mean, they, they've had a, a embarrassment of riches here the past decade plus, and I get that. I, I don't think Matt Ensign and his staff are going to get fired anytime. I think there Tyler hasn't Ro- been a decade where a fan base has no. just been this, no. you know, Frisco no. this and tailgating. Yeah, you're right. It, it, I mean, we can always second guess offensive coordinators. I think Tyler Roll did a pretty good job leading the team to a championship last year. I just think that this group of not only the seniors but other, other leadership groups has to kind of these two weeks really look themselves in the mirror. And if they're losing one of the guys, that's you know he's been doing TV ads and all that. Right. I mean, this is this is when people start to second guess everything. With Phoenix, and when I saw that, I thought, okay. I mean, we live in the day and age of portal. In the middle of the season, too. But in the middle of the season, and and I know that if you're Bubba Schwager, I said this earlier on KFJ, if you're Matt Ants, if you're Bubba Schwager, if you're John Stiglmeyer, pick your coach, Steve Lockway, whatever. The toughest thing for coaches, not just football, it goes that way for basketball, for everybody else. The toughest thing for coaches is you have to recruit the kids you have as much as you've got to recruit the kids you want. Yeah. More so than ever. Right? More it's so crazy. than ever. Yeah. And, and so I don't look at this, and I saw the, the tweet, and good, you know, this, some good, some bad, some indifferent, some yeah, that opened up. Boy, this really sheds a spotlight. Well, there's some former Bison that uh, took him to task. Yeah. I mean, it, and I don't think this is a window to, like, the like the house is is, is, is split and, like, all of it, you know, right? I, I, that's not how well, I Well, I think the, the panic button has been pushed way too much in the past 48 yeah. hours. It's... It's kind of silly, especially with a team who's been chasing you for that long and is not too bad there themselves. You know, well, he hadn't played a whole lot. I no. mean, I always He's been enjoy- injured. I don't enjoy- enjoyed visiting with him. He under if there was somebody that understood the whole nil thing, and well, obviously with his you know being related to Darren Sproles, that guy asked him one time. I said, "You're you know, did Darren help you out with a few things?" He says, "Oh yeah." He goes, "He kind of gave me some instructions on how to handle all this, but." You know, he'd really been off injured. He'd really, honestly, he's been passed by Zach Mathis and DJ Hart. There's a lot of those guys that have just have been I think the targeted room, more than he has. The room may be young and maybe don't have enough as many uh, you know, reps, but I think that that wide receiver room is is fairly okay. I'd imagine that that they're okay with what they have in a room. Yeah. So that's the old adage with the Yankees: twenty eighth is always the toughest to get. <laughs> yeah. it, right well that's I, I, and that's so true isn't it i mean this is not going to be sustainable at this level forever i just because everyone's chasing you it's got to level up at some point to i mean look at if you want to make yourself the equivalent of bama at the fcs level you're there but you know who's chasing you down and finally got you at clemson you know finally chasing you down georgia i mean that's oh. just how it goes do you know who's cha- uh, chasing you down the fcs south dakota state right yes. now and a team up north who wants to make a name for themselves this upcoming game, Saturday. Right. It, it, it'll blow out one, a tight one the other. But yet that's what happens. So they, right. they, uh, you have the old adage of a, a rising tide. Lifts all boats. Lifts all boats. You know, and that's kind of what we're seeing in the in, in this. So They say know. they see how you're doing it with the 63 scholarships and, you know, it's splitting it all the way up to 85 and all that. Everyone else is going to figure it out, and they're going to chase you right down. And, and you just got to keep out recruiting people and not lose people and – you know, they've, they've been an embarrassment of riches, and rightfully so, and they should enjoy it and not hit the panic button when things don't go perfectly each and every week. This just in. Jacks are pretty good. Yeah, they are. I mean, <laughs> I was on with a Stiglmeyer this morning on a, on a Zoom. I thought, you know, how do you, how, how impressive to be able to keep that balance. I mean, you got not just one but two good backs. Mm-hmm. You got a quarterback that's fantastic. You got wideouts that do the job. It has become tight end you, where sometimes they'll go into they'll probably go into a thirteen set if if Kraft plays this weekend. Yeah, 
you know, where you, where you can feature three tight ends. I mean, I, look at the balance and keeping everybody happy, and not. I don't. I don't think I see anybody complaining. You know, with Davis and John, so it's pretty good. Uh, step aside. Who do you guys like, by the way? Who do you want? Not not who you like. Uh, are are you Cleveland pullers today, yes. or are you Yankee pullers? I am. Oh, Cleveland. I'm on the Cleveland bandwagon, like you and believe. I hope they win the whole thing. Oh, okay. I like how they play. I like how. Oh. Tito has put this team together. I think I think Frank Cohen is a great manager. They utilize some small ball in yes, there when they have some. Well, I, I think they're built for they're built for a short series. They've got yeah. enough. They've got enough pitching at the top end. They've got a good closer, and you can somehow kind of piece together the middle to late innings. You got Clause at the end, and offensively, yeah, they just they're scrappy. Well, their bullpen being better, this rainout wasn't the worst thing for them today by any means. I mean, no, I would say every, all hands would be available. Right, for, for this uh, a man that played for both Cleveland. And the New York Yankees, and he's a Sykeston, North Dakota native. Travis Hafner joins us coming up next on the Jack Michaels Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen on 740 The Fan. Travis Hafner joining us shortly here on the Jack Michaels Show. Derek Hansen, Brad Anderson. Had to get this across because we got a lot of text coming in on the question today. An athlete that persevered through pain during the course of an event. Dustin Hopkins last night, kicker. Kerry Strzok, we forgot that. That got texted in today. Excellent job. I had like one leg she was working on, right? Mark Martin competing at Daytona July 1999, about 24 hours after he broke his left wrist, fractured a rib, and bruised a knee in a wow. crash. Wow. He had to be lifted by a crew member and eased into the car to drive. Okay, that'll play. Uh, let's go to the phone line, and maybe we've missed a couple here. Hi, you're on the show. Uh, thanks for calling in. All right, bud, go ahead. Yes, Hello. Hello. Uh, I would, in my lifetime, the guy that really sticks out to me uh, is Jim Abbott. Oh, yeah. You, you, you remember? You, you're talking Go about ahead. Jim Abbott, right? Yes, that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that more the angel pitcher. Right, more so than just like an in-game injury and yeah. stuck it out. That a disability that he was able to shift uh, glove hand over and throw the ball with his with his full uh, operational, oh, by all means, but that's uh, yeah, yeah, that. And he covered bunts really great too. It was just incredible. I had never seen anything like it. Now, I don't know if we'll uh, see that. Well, well, Dempsey had half a foot, correct? The kicker, yep. yes, correct. Another, yes. another in that, which is, might have helped him he's, in that, right? In that, because like straight hammer. on kicker, yeah, with, he's with like the, a golf club. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> that. Yeah, he had a shoe that was half. It cut off right. with a right. Yeah, it's almost a different category, like like a a, a physical disability mm-hmm. that yeah. still persevered. Yeah, a person with a disability who could come through with yeah. all that stuff versus you know? someone like who played yeah. with the flu bug. You know, that's I mean, yeah, that's a good call. No, yeah. who is the player for? It was a college football player who was deaf. I mean, you think that would be hard too? Oh, you know, yeah, right because. Uh, yeah, now you're going to have my mind racing on that. But thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Good yeah. job. Nice call on that. You know what? We we can bring Travis on without bringing our Travis intro. Let's let's get to half here. Let's do this first. Quasi shift now for Toronto. After with a drive, deep right field. James is back. He's out of room. It's out of here. Slam. 
Yeah, that is. It's been a while since we've had Travis on the on the show, and we do today for just a couple of minutes. And I figured, you know, Travis Hafner, uh, North Dakotan, played for Cleveland, played for New York, played for the Rangers, obviously too. And here we are in Game Five today. And I love that intro, Travis. First of all, thank you for uh, joining us. I love the intro. Because it, it just sound grand slams are big anyway, but that one sounded sounded. You remember that swing, don't you, Travis? I do. I, I mean, walk off hits are like one of the feel like they're one of the most fun things that you can have in life. Like you wish that uh, everybody could experience a walk off hit. It, it's just great. And then to have a, a grand slam on top of that was definitely uh, one of my favorite moments of my career. When you looked at, when you knew these, uh, you know, Cleveland and now the Guardians, by the way, everybody knows, when Cleveland and New York, uh, you know, we're going to get in this, uh, this NL or ALDS and, and, the, and the winner to take on Houston. And having played for both organizations, Travis, I know your heart, uh, as, uh, your heart's probably with a few different clubs too. But as you look at, at, at Cleveland, New York, and, and who you might pull for, who you think might have an advantage or, or, or not. When, when these two teams got together, and what were some of the things rolling through your mind, having, again, played for both organizations? Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting game. I thought, I thought, you know, if they would have played last night, that would have been a, a really interesting uh, game just because Cleveland's bullpen was very well rested where, you know, New York has had some injuries, uh, in their bullpen, so I thought, you know, in a bullpen-type game um, where maybe they were looking to get three, four innings out of their starters, that Cleveland might have an advantage there. Um, now you have, you know, New York is going to go with Cortez, who's a very tough left-hander, and, uh, you know, I'm sure they're expecting good things out of him. And uh, Aaron Somali has pitched really well for the Guardians, so, you know, I think if, if they could get four or five good innings out of him and turn over to the bullpen, they'd be happy, so... Um, it'll be interesting. I kind of expect another low-scoring game and, you know, probably a battle of the bullpens at the end of the day. Game fives and, for that matter, game sevens, you know, final games that are rubber games, Travis, in a series. And, you know, even, even your buddy Chris Coast, who, who managed the Red Hawks uh, American Association Championship this year, when Chris became the manager, he said the toughest thing to do was manage a bullpen. You know, and yeah, he had a pitching coach, but to manage a bullpen, you know, who to, and in game fives, you know, are, are we, when do you pull the trigger? Is, you know, is Bieber uh, available? And if so, for how many innings? And if so, for what inning? You know, you hope your starter is like a typical game. And Savalier can go out there and do what he's doing, but you know, Cortez has put up numbers. That's, the, that's probably where managers really, uh, I guess, earn their paycheck, huh, Travis? Yeah, it, it is one of the, the toughest things to do as far as a manager. And I think when you see managers get fired, like that's usually one of the top two reasons is, is the management of the bullpen. Like <laughs> it's a fine line. You want those good guys out there, your top guys out there as much as you can. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a long season. You got to keep those guys fresh and healthy. And, you know, you've, you've seen it where they get used too much. And then by the end of the year, they're not as effective. So it's tough. So it'll be fascinating to see, you know, how long will Terry Francona use uh, Emmanuel Classe, Trevor Steffen, James Karinchak? Is that like, uh, you know, trying to get two innings out of each of them? You know, it's, it's also tough because most of those pitchers are used to throwing one inning. So when you send them out there that second inning and it's something they're not used to, you know, that's where you start seeing maybe some mistakes. So they get a little fatigued. And um, 
I mean, there's just a lot of things about a game five where it's just really fascinating to watch. The uh, Travis Hafner joining us today on the Jack Michael Show. Just a couple of minutes remaining for Travis. I saw a, a tweet, and I'm not a big guy on Twitter, Travis. I don't know if you are or not. I'll scroll through and 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 see. But sometimes it gets to be a, a cesspool, so to speak, of, of of opinions, which is good too. I guess you know you can talk about that. But but I saw a tweet uh, on uh, today, and I forget who who put it out. But it was it was for Aaron Judge, pro Aaron Judge. And, you know, the the run against the, the race against Maris this year was, to me anyway, Travis, and we'll get your thoughts, was so respectful uh, with the Maris family. You can imagine how that resonated in Fargo. You know, 62 home runs, an MVP-type season, really put this team at times on its back, playing all those games in a row while that race is going on. The You know, the, the media attention, yet he handled it with such class, and he's a Yankee. Well, you know... Uh, he goes into a little bit of a two-game or three-game slump, and he's getting massively booed at Yankee Stadium. Now, the vindictive person heading into a new contract, Travis, would say, you know what? I'm out of here. If you can't appreciate what I do, you know, that whole thing. But your your thoughts on, on what Aaron did this year. And, of course, I get it. Fans buy tickets, Travis. They can boo. I'd imagine, you know, maybe even you got booed once or twice in your career. But, but your thoughts on, on Aaron Judge? Yeah, I mean, he he really had a tremendous season. Um, you know, not only did he hit 62 home runs, and you know, at many times, like you said, he he kind of carried that offense. Like there was injuries, Stanton was out, uh, Lemayhew was out. There was like some other guys not hitting much, and he kind of he kind of carried that offense. I was you know at times surprised that he was seeing as many pitches even as he was, but um, just a tremendous. You know, like. He's he's a guy that you like seeing as the face of baseball. He carries himself great. You know, he says all the right things. He just kind of puts his head down and plays the game hard. Um, so he's a guy that's easy to root for, you know, and I think he's done things the right way. Um, and I'm happy for him. Like, I think, you know, if you could pick anybody to to get that AL home run record, it would be him. I agree. And, and he's going to have decisions to make. Travis, when you entered contract negotiations – uh, with your agent, uh, what were some of the things that that weighed heavy on you? Was it location? Was it organization? Was it options? Was it dollars? Was it teammates? What what was it for? In times of change, now it just seems like everybody. Obviously, everybody wants to join a World Series potential winner, right? But but what was it for you when you started? You know, various contract negotiations in your career. Well, uh, by the time I got to free agency, it was more like. Uh, take it or leave it. I didn't have a whole lot to, uh, to pick from, but, you know, for, for Aaron Judge, it might be, you know, does he want to be closer to home on the West Coast? Um, certainly winning is going to be a factor. Uh, money is going to be a factor. Does he like the coaching staff or the or his teammates? But, you know, typically, uh, typically in these cases, I would say, you know, does he want to be close to home? Uh, winning is going to be a big deal. Um, and then obviously just he wants to probably be one of the highest paid players if the if not the highest paid player in baseball yeah and then then the market will bear that that's you know and that's why i never turn away from someone who signed these big contracts because it's bearing that who how can you put a pinpoint on on his value right now to an organization travis it's it's off the charts is it not yeah and then from the organization standpoint um i don't know judge's exact age i think he's 31 something right around there um, but there's really no 
there's no comparables for, you know, a six, a six, six, 280 pound position player and how they hold up, you know, typically the bigger guys tend to not age as well. So, you know, there's the teams aren't going to necessarily want to hand out a nine or 10 year deal um, to judge. So it'll be really interesting to see how, how these negotiations play out. Excellent stuff today from Travis Hafner. We kind of, we missed having uh, Travis uh, on. We used to do that, but Travis is pretty busy too. By the way, we'll let you go on this. Uh, uh, Cleveland or New York? Can you make a case for for either today? And and if so, what what in the short version? What, what's the case? Oh, for sure. I mean, if if the Yankees win, uh, they I think they come out. They score some runs early. Cortez gives them six, and then you know probably get Clay Holmes for two along with. Peralta and or Lasaga, and that's kind of their path to victory. And for the Guardians, I think uh, they come out, get a couple runs. The volley's very solid, and then they turn it over to that bullpen, and that kind of shuts New York down for the last uh, four or five innings. So, you know, I do think you know clearly pitching is going to be a big part of this, but it's I think who's going to score uh, a couple runs early and maybe let the bullpen hang on. Great stuff today, and for those that uh, don't know, Travis, what do you, what do you? I know that you're like three-time coach of the year in Florida for little league, probably by now. But what have you been uh, keeping busy with, uh, Travis, since we last spoke? Yeah, a lot of youth baseball stuff. Um, you know, just I love coaching kids, and I love kind of seeing when that light bulb turns on, and you know, doing stuff at the church, and uh, that's been keeping me pretty busy. So, and, you know, three three boys running around. It's, you're not you're not ever really hurting for things to do. There, there's no kick your feet up on the couch time. Let's go back and see the cows in Sykeston kind of afternoon deal. Yeah, I got you right. I know. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, Travis. Thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. We promise it won't be a stranger. We'll we'll get you on as as we move along as to your availability too, buddy. So thanks for joining me today, and we'll talk to you soon, Travis. All right, thanks for having me on, Jack. Always good catching up. Travis Hafner uh, joining us today on the Jack Michael Show. And he keeps uh, a pretty good life there for Travis. He's involved in his community in Florida, involved with his son's activities. Uh, I know that he's been kind of helping out with Cleveland over the years still. Uh, Now the Guardian's on that. And as he said, you could make a case for either New York today or you can make a case for Cleveland today as Houston sits back waiting to see who they're going to play in the championship series. Philly and San Diego tonight, too. Volleyball tonight, Brad. Kindred at Central Cass. Uh, two very good teams in Region 1 square off. Ooh. Yeah, it should be a fun one. We'll get there early kind of night? Eh, we'll see. I would imagine we'll have a good crowd for Well, that. you'll have a seat, obviously. I will have a seat. It'll be, we'll be on, I'm guessing, about <laughs> 7.15 or so. Common Man coming up around the corner. Our thanks to Travis After Your texts, your calls. Appreciate that. We'll do it again tomorrow. Alan Horton, voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, joining us tomorrow right here on 740 The Fans.